Zen, Zen Catholicism, a synthesis of Zen and Catholicism. And the monks all lived in separate little huts. And there was a meditation center. And I used to come over to the meditation center in the dark at 4.30 or 5 in the morning. And you had the meditation center all to yourself, a kiva, a meditation kiva. And I had it all, it was just a big circular building with a nice carpet. And I could meditate for hours absolutely alone. It was wonderful. Zen Catholicism. They uh, later moved on to Colorado uh, because Sedona became too crowded. The time I came here, the population was a little less than 3,000. It's now like 18,000. <laughs> so when they got 3,000, it got up to four or five. They thought it was getting crowded here, and they left. <laughs> It seems comical. Huh? All right, so today I, I thought uh, a number of you are familiar with the, the work I've done, and uh, so I'm going to recapitulate it. Now I will tell you how it all originated, you know. Uh, I uh, had a huge psychiatric practice, and uh, it was the largest in the United States, frankly, and we had a couple of thousand outpatients, and I had a huge staff. And we, had, we treated the most hopeless patients from all over the world. They flew them in from every country. And uh, some had very rich parents. They were Maharaj in India, the, you know, multi, huge amount of money. And uh, so these patients had been everywhere, seen everybody. They'd seen every professor. And they're all hopeless, the most hopeless of all cases. Uh, so those were the patients that I specialized in, the most hopeless uh, of all. And we used uh, alt alternate uh, therapies. Hmm. Medical science itself calibrates as a science about 440. But clinical science, that's academic science, calibrates around 440. Clinical science calibrates five points higher, 445. So um, it takes into account the effect of the healer, the presence of the physician and uh, the consciousness level of the physician, too, you see? So I had a huge staff uh, of uh, psychiatrists, and I noticed that some had very high rates of recovery and others didn't. <laughs> As it turned out later, those with the higher levels of consciousness had the highest rating of healings because uh, they brought the power of intention, and uh, the power of intention. We'll get around to quantum mechanics later. But the Heisenberg principle, you understand, uh, precipitates, precipitates potentiality becoming an actuality. And uh, what hasn't been measured is the power of the effect of the observer. Yeah, it's taken as an abstract concept in the work of Henry Stapp uh, at Berkeley, explains the scientific basis of it. Yeah, but what we haven't measured yet is there's a difference between the consciousness level of the observer. So a person with a weak level of consciousness uh, doesn't experience miracles, doesn't even see miracles. And to other people, the miraculous is a continuous reality. The fact that I'm alive and breathing today is already a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Well, I don't want to listen to him talk all morning. So, uh, <laughs> no, I was going to tell you how this all started. So, yes. Uh, so, we had a Course of Miracles group there. It was uh, the second, uh, whatchamacallit, Healing Center of the United States. Uh, the first one was in Tiburon. And uh, Jerry came out with his whole staff and spoke to our staff. So we had the second Attitudinal Healing Center in the United States based on the Course of Miracles. That was for hopeless patients at the clinic. Uh, and so we had patients with every kind of disease known to mankind who practiced the Course of Miracles. So I had studied something about kinesiology. I'd heard that that's a new way you could diagnose and help treat patients. And uh, so I went and learned about it, and I came back to lecture to the staff about what I had learned. I found that there were certain people, oh, I know what I did. I said, I need some volunteers for the kinesiology demonstration tonight.